This is Alive with Joseph. We begin this morning, we're looking at expectation. We started it on last week's Sunday. So today we're looking at expect, expect a recovery. We're looking at expect a recovery. Luke chapter 15, verse 17. The entire Luke 15 talks about a young man who, you know, took everything that the father gave him and went on a spending spree and wasted everything and wasted everything now let's pick up that conversation from verse 17 and let's look at what it says now it says but when he came to himself how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare and i perish with hunger i believe that this year has been an incredible year despite all that has happened to humanity and i believe also that this year god has also set us on a path for recovery on a path that we will recover all and i declare this morning whatever has been taken from you since this year began or since this whole pandemic started i prophesy you will recover them all in the name of jesus i didn't hear you loud as amen whatever was supposed to come to you that i've not been able to get to you yet i pray for you before this year is over it will arrive to you in the name of jesus it will come to you in the name of jesus now when you look at that story when you read backwards verse 5 15 and 16 you will notice that this young man had lost everything he collected from his father now he had to find a job to sustain himself the bible said where he went to there was severe famine in the place as a result of the severe famine in that country he now lost everything and also he needed to find a job to sustain himself eventually he found a job and the only job available was for him to feed pigs and not only was he feeding those pigs he had to eat the same food he was feeding the pigs where the bible said that the people nobody nobody was willing to give him food nobody that was how severe his situation was nobody was willing to give him food including where he was working they were not willing to give him food so the only thing available to him was to feed from the pigs food actually you will discover that he was struggling with the pigs for their food he was struggling with the pigs for their food now listen to this very carefully now this man ate with pigs this young man ate with pigs not because he lost his wealth he ate with pigs simply because he lost his identity can i hear you say identity can i hear you say identity he ate with pigs because he lost his identity understand also that life is never about what you have life is always about who you are in the book of acts chapter 19 the sons of skiva had a terrible encounter because of the issue of identity the demons they were trying to cast out looked at them and began to question their identity and because they didn't know who they were the demons left excused themselves out of the body of the man they were occupying and dealt with these seven sons of skiva now understand that these seven sons of skiva were not just any kinds of children they were sons of a priest skiva was a priest now that is to say even though they were following their father to church they had not had a personal encounter with god as a result they do not know what their identity was and these demons in acts 19 showed us how these demons messed them up now let's build further the demons asked them who are you in other words guys identify yourself 
Understand, friends, that Satan is not interested necessarily in that which you have. Why? Because it is who you are that qualifies what you have. As you recover your identity, you are guaranteed to recover all. Recovery begins at the place of identity. There will never be any meaningful recovery when there is no recovery of identity. Every recovery, every restoration that must happen in the life. That is why identity becomes the key to recovery. If you do not understand who you are, you cannot be able to recover all that the enemy has stolen from you. Look at this scripture with me very carefully. First Samuel chapter 17 verse 11. The Bible said, when Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now, this was a story about Goliath. Goliath was challenging the Jews. They came together for 40 days. They would threaten them. He would humiliate them. He would embarrass them. He would harass them. He would do all kinds of things to them. And for 40 days, no one had an answer. For 40 days, no one could answer back Goliath. And the Bible said, when Saul and all Israel heard these words, now these were the words of Goliath. In the earlier verses, he had threatened them. He had said all kinds of things to them. Bible said that they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now, when you go to verse 24, you will listen to what was said. Verse 24, and all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. When they saw the man, they fled from him and they were dreadfully afraid. In verse 23, David heard the same thing that they heard in verse 11. In verse 24, the Bible said that he also saw the same Goliath that they saw. Because at this point, David was already present in the camp when he took food to his brothers. Now, listen to David's response. David's response was, he said, for who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? In other words, Goliath, identify yourself. David heard the same thing that they heard. They heard the same thing. They all were dismayed and greatly afraid. David was not dismayed, neither was he greatly afraid. Verse 24, they all saw the man, they fled from him and were dreadfully afraid afraid. David saw the man, he didn't run from him, and he was not dreadfully afraid. So, they saw the same thing, they heard the same thing, but the difference was identity. They saw the same thing, they saw the same pandemic, they experienced the same pandemic, but the difference between the believer that survived the pandemic and the one that did not survive the pandemic is simply identity. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philipsine? And David spoke to the man who stood by him saying, what shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach? He didn't even call him Goliath. He called him this man. That was how he commonized him. This man. Listen, have you commonized your challenge? Or have you made your challenge to be as mighty and strong as Goliath? He said, this man. That was how he reduced Goliath. That was how he looked at Goliath and he reduced him in spite of his military experience. He said, what will be given? He actually started asking for reward. I'm looking, what will be the reward for the man that deals with this uncircumcised Philistine? What will be given to him? 
And the reason the army of Israel feared was because they were looking at Goliath's size and they were looking at his weapon, which was simply what he had. They were looking at what he had, but David was looking at who he is. David didn't fear Goliath when he shot. Listen, he didn't actually kill Goliath when he shot the sling with a stone. He killed Goliath when he spoke here. He killed Goliath when he questioned Goliath's identity. When he questioned Goliath's identity, that was when he reduced Goliath. That was when he reduced the challenge. Listen, child of God, every time you question the identity of your challenge, you reduce it to nothing. Because when you place the identity of your challenge side by side with who you are, you will discover that your challenge is nothing. Who can be against us if God be for us? Listen, if God is on your side, no devil can kill you. If God is on your side, no demon can take away the things that the Lord has given to you. No pandemic can destroy you. Give Jesus praise if you believe God is on your side. If you believe God is on your side, give him praise. So I came this morning to announce to you, you are a candidate of victory in the name of Jesus. You are a candidate for victory in the name of Jesus. Listen, hear me and hear me well. Even if you don't hear anything else, listen to this one. You have been enlisted for victory and testimony in the name of Jesus. If you believe you're the person I'm talking about, give Jesus praise this morning. Give him praise this morning. After David had defeated Goliath, in verse 55, Saul called Abner, the commander of the army, and, his, and he asked him identity again. Whose son is this? And Abner responded and said, I don't know. In verse 56, he said to him, please go and investigate. I need to know whose son this is. In verse 58, when Abner brought David to Saul, the only question Saul asked David was, whose son are you? Identity. In other words, who is your father? Who is your, who is your daddy? In other words, who is your father? Because what you have displayed tells me your roots. No wonder the Bible had to reckon Jesus to be the root and the offspring of David. I am Akataya. Now listen, who is your father, child of? Do you know who your father is? I'm not talking about your earthly father. I'm talking about your heavenly father, the one who sits in the heavens and rules over the affairs of men, the Almighty, Almighty. He said, who is your father? That is, I don't know. I don't want to know how you killed Goliath. I just want to know who you are. Identity. Who is your father? Oh, child of God. Do you know that your father is the almighty himself? My father, your father is the king of all kings and the lord of all lords. My father, your father is the governor of all nations. My father, your father, he is the first and last. He is the alpha omega. My father, your father is the great I am. Give Jesus praise this morning. Shout hallelujah. 
Notice very well. Saul was not interested in the weapon that David used. He didn't bother to ask David, how did you do it? That was not his interest. What he was interested in was David's identity. Whose son are you? Whose son are you? Because what, the, what you displayed there was a clear indication of your identity. Whose son are you? Whose son are you? I came this morning to speak to some Davids in this house. I don't know who you are. I prophesy no Goliath shall be able to stand before you. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Every boasting giant in your business, in your career, over your family. This morning I command them to fall in the name of Jesus. I command them to fall in the name of Jesus. I command that boasting giant that is in form of sickness. I command it to fall in the name of Jesus. That boasting giant over your children's life and destiny. I command that giant to fall in the name of Jesus. Give me two amen. Two. Give Jesus praise this morning. I said give him praise this morning. No Goliath is allowed to mess you up. Every Goliath contending with you is uncircumcised. We have identified the Goliath. Look at your neighbor, tell them, I have identified the Goliath. He is uncircumcised. No, what does he mean by that? That simply means he has no covenant. He is a covenantless being. How dare you with no covenant contend with the one who has covenant? I carry the covenant of God on my head. Child of God, you are a carrier of Jehovah's covenant. Enacted by the blood of our Lord Jesus. The covenant you carry was raised on an altar that is superior to any other altar on this planet earth. That altar is called the blood of Jesus. The blood of the new and everlasting covenant. That blood speaks better things. When that blood speaks, it speaks better things than that of righteous Abel the first righteous man that was murdered on the planet earth you carry covenant child of God declare I carry covenant who is this uncircumcised who is this who is this uncircumcised do you know who we are do you know who we are we are a kingdom of priests and kings and we have the mandates to reign on the earth. Come on, declare, I shall reign on this earth. Do you believe it? Give Jesus praise if you believe it. We'll simply say, I know where the Goliath is coming from. That Goliath was long defeated before you even started the battle. Therefore today, I don't know who you are, but I pray for you. Every Goliath-like issues around you, every giant-like issues in your family, I command them to fall in the name of Jesus. I didn't hear you loud as amen. Don't know how sick you've been, but today is your day for healing. This is your day for liberty from that sickness.
I don't know how much you have lost in this season. We serve a restoration God. We serve a God who recovers all things. He looked at David and David asked him, should I pursue? He said, what are you talking about? You should know by now what I've instructed. He said, well, let me remind you what you ought to do. Pursue. Don't just pursue. Overtake. And when you overtake, recover all. He said, without fail, recover all. I don't know who you are this morning. I came to declare you will recover all in the name of Jesus. I said you will recover all in the name of Jesus. Receive the grace to overtake in the name of Jesus. Give him praise this morning. I said give him praise this morning. Said, recover all. Listen to this very carefully, child of God. Understand that the spirit realm is always interested in who you are and not what you have. Because who you are will produce what you need. And I don't know how you got here this morning. <laughs> I don't know how you walked into this building this morning i came to tell you you came into an arena of power therefore i decree again no giant will stand before you in the name of jesus i decree again every giant every boasting giant intimidating you today i command them to fall in the name of jesus listen very carefully child of god your biological father represents where you are coming from your spiritual father represents where you are going to. In Genesis 25 verse 5, the Bible said, And Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac. Listen, when Abraham was dealing with Isaac, he was not dealing with Isaac as his biological father. When he was dealing with Isaac, he was dealing with Isaac as his spiritual father. And I'll prove it. When he was dealing with Isaac, he was not dealing with Isaac as his biological. Why? Your biological father represents where you are coming from. Your spiritual father represents where you're going to. So he had to step out of being a biological father and became a spiritual father. No wonder the Bible said, I know Abraham, my friend, for he will teach his children my ways. He gave Isaac all that he had. Verse 6. But Abraham gave gifts to the sons of the concubines which Abraham had. And while he was still living, he sent them eastward away from Isaac his son to the country of the east. He gave Isaac all he had. When he came to the sons of the concubine, he became a biological father. Because biological father only has the ability to give gifts. And he gave them gifts and sent them away. And he gave Isaac all he had. He gave Isaac. If Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac, when what did he give to the sons of the concubines? He gave them material things. That is what your biological father can give you. If he's rich enough, he gives you material things. And material things can finish in the realms of the spirit. Material things are not recognized because material things does not authenticate you. 
He gave them material things. And he sent them away. But when he came to Isaac, he gave Isaac everything that made him Abraham. The same thing he gave to Isaac, Isaac gave to Jacob. The same thing Jacob took and gave to the 12 tribes of Israel. Specifically to Joseph and Benjamin. That was what Elijah gave to Elisha. The same thing Samuel gave to David. David took and gave to Solomon. Mordecai gave to Esther. Child of God, that was what Jesus has given to you and I. That we are blessed of Abraham through Jesus Christ. He took and he gave it to you. Listen, through redemption, Jesus gave you an identity. What he gave to Isaac was an identity. Because that was why the Bible recorded when Isaac arrived and there was famine in the land, he dug the well again. Why? When you know who you are, you know that you have what it takes to dig the well again. Even when the enemy closes the well. There was farmer. He stayed in the land. And planted in the same place. I can guarantee the sons of the concubines. When the farmer came. Every material thing disappeared. And Abraham by divine wisdom. Knew that farmer will come again. He knew that a pandemic will arise like a child of God. What have you been giving to your children? Because in their days, another pandemic will arise. When the pandemic arises, will they say, my parents taught us that in the midst of a pandemic, this is what we ought to do. My parents taught us that in the midst of a pandemic, this is how to survive. Yes, give them the trust fund. Yes, open all the big, big accounts for them. After you do that, give them Jesus. Because that is what nobody can be able to take from them. Give Jesus praise this morning. The Bible said the famine was different from what happened in the days of Abraham. And Isaac saw how his father survived a famine. And he saw the secret was he sold in the same land. What have you been giving to your children? Gave him identity. Why? Identity produces everything else. Identity gives you an advantage. Identity gives you a head start in life. Identity marks you out. Identity authenticates you. Identity substantiates you. Identity sanctifies you. Identity validates you. Identity confirms you. Identity supports you. Identity makes you a living evidence in the midst of dead situations. Child of God, who are you? Let's return back to our test in verse 17. He came to himself. When he came to himself, he recovered his identity. And he returned home. That's the first thing that happens when you recover your identity. He returned home. He said, what am I doing here? How many hired servants are in my father's house? 
They eat very well. They feed actually. Let me return home. Let me not return home as a son. Let me return home as a servant. At least I know I will live a better life. And they gathered himself and took a journey back home. And when he returned and he was trying to speak to his father, before he could mention, let me become one of your highest servants, the father shut him down. Shut up. You're not permitted to be a servant in your father's house. So I'm not listening to you. I close my ears. You will not utter that word out of your mouth because the price paid for you to be my son is too much. Verse 17. And he returned home. I pray for you. Whatever has dented your identity, whatever has made you, look at yourself less than who God has made you to be. I declare this morning, recover your identity in the name of Jesus. I say recover your identity in the name of Jesus Christ. In verse 22, his father gave him three things which I want to zero in with the few minutes I have left. His father gave him three things which were a symbol of his identity and what initiated his recovery. The first thing the father gave him was the best robe. The Bible records that the, Bible, the father asks, go and bring the best robe which I wore, the one I wear myself. Bring it for him. What does that mean? It's an indication of royalty. Revelation chapter 1 verse 6 says, and has made us kings and priests to his God and father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Royalty. He has made us. He has made us. He has made us. He made you. He made you a king and a priest. He looked at you, a slave, by redemption, he made you a king and a priest. He took his best robe and placed it on you. He took his robe and placed his robe on you. You didn't deserve it. But he looked at what his son has done on your behalf. And by what his son has done, he credited you and gave you his best robe. That is why stop looking down on yourself. Stop looking down on yourself. Stop looking down on yourself based on what you have right now and what you don't have. Listen, whatever you don't have right now will soon come. It will come. It will come. Why? Identity brings every other thing. We are a kingdom of priests, a kingdom of kings. He gave him his robe. Child of God, do you know that as a priest, you minister to divinity and also to humanity? That is the only thing that gives you permission to stand between divinity and humanity is your priesthood. And your priesthood is based on your righteous nature. That is what gives you the permission to stand between divinity and humanity. Look at Psalm, the book of Psalm 132 verse 9 says, Let your priest be clothed with righteousness and let your saints shout for joy. Come on, declare I'm clothed with righteousness and I will shout for joy. So as a priest, you have a voice in the realms of the spirit. In the physical realm, you also have a voice. That is, you can release your voice in the realms of the spirit and in the natural realm. That is why, friends, if you do not release your voice in the realms of the spirit and in the natural realm, things will go out of line. Things will go out of order. And what permits you to release your voice in the realms of the spirit and in the natural realm is your righteousness nature. 
future. Where is your voice in that family? Where is your voice as a priest in that community where you are? Do you know that you're a priest? You have the ability to stand before divinity and humanity. Do you know that that family is looking for your voice? Satan is making noise in that family because as a priest, you are not speaking. You are not speaking. He said, the priests are clothed with righteousness. Let them shout. When the priest does not shout, things get out of order. Where is your voice? Where is your voice as a priest in that office building where you are? Listen to what the book of Deuteronomy chapter 21 verse 5, New Living Translation says, Then the Levitical priest must step forward. Listen, now he is speaking about the Levitical priest. Look at how powerful the Levitical priest was. How much more you, the priesthood of Christ. Look at how powerful the Levitical priest was. He said, then... Deuteronomy chapter 20 verse 5. Look for New Living Translation. Let me read my own here. No, 21 verse 5. Then the Levitical priest must step forward. For the Lord your God has chosen them to minister before him divinity. And to pronounce blessing in the Lord's name, humanity. They are to decide. They are to decide all legal and criminal cases. They are to decide in that family. Listen, if a Levitical priest had so much power to decide on behalf of God on the planet earth, how much more you, the priesthood of Christ? Do you know why Satan is making noise around you? You are refusing to decide. And he is busy making decisions over your children. Making decisions over your business. Making decisions over your career. Making decisions over your household. You need to arise and decide. You decide. This sickness thus far have you come. You will go no further than this. Get out. Sometimes you ought to be crazy. You know, this gentle nature you have is killing you. Sometimes you ought to be crazy. Sometimes you need to arrive at a place of spiritual madness. You open the door. You get a seat. You sit by the door. You stay there. Now get out. Poverty. Get out. Sickness. Get out. Shame. Get out. Defeat. You sit there until you are showing your spirit that they have overcated. They are to decide. God will not decide. They are to decide. Child of God, you are still waiting for God to decide your recovery. And God is saying, you are to decide your recovery. How do you want your recovery? Do you want it a thousand times more? Do you want it hundredfold? How do you want your recovery? You ought to decide. Give Jesus praise this morning. Please give him praise. When the priest permits it, the people suffers it. When the priest permits it, the family will suffer it. When the priest permits it, the community will suffer it. Listen, as a priest, it is your righteous nature that permits you to connect between divinity and humanity. 
and it is your time all right should i put it this way it is time for you to begin to ask yourself who am i who am i a robe was put on the prodigal son to show him his identity this is who you are that was the first thing the father placed on him identity because in as much as he came to himself he didn't come to the full knowledge of his identity that was why he was returning back as a servant and the father said for us to go further let's restore your identity because if we cannot restore your identity every other restoration or recovery program we set in motion for you it will fail Galatians 3 verse 26, 29 says, For you are all sons. How many of us? How many of us? How many of us? You are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you are, as we're baptized into Christ, you are putting on Christ. Come as I'm putting on Christ. Say loud and clear, I am putting on Christ. He said, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. And you are heirs according to promise. That is, by redemption, you are putting on Christ. You've been baptized into one union with Jesus. And as he is over there, so are you in this world. That is, Christ is royalty. You are royalty. Christ is in charge. You are in charge. Christ is not dominated by darkness. You cannot be dominated by darkness. Christ is not afflicted. Refuse to be afflicted. Christ rules in the midst of his enemies. Rule in the midst of your enemies. Give Jesus praise this morning. Come on, Sam, royalty. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 5 to 7, this scripture gives me a serious concern. It says, there is an evil I've seen under the sun, as an error proceeding from the ruler. Foolishness is set in great dignity, while the rich sit in a lowly place. I've seen servants on horses, while princes are walking on ground like servants. Is an arrow symbolic of the church today, symbolic of believers that we are seeing today. That despite all the resources of heaven deposited into the believer, why are we still seeing believers who should be in charge being marginalized? Why are many kingdom royals being afflicted, tormented by darkness? Why are many kingdom royals struggling to keep their head above the waters of life? And yet, all the resources of heaven has been given to you. The Bible says, Psalm 82 verse 5, they know not. This is the problem. Neither will they understand. Because they don't know, they lack understanding. They walk in darkness. The resultant effect is they walked in darkness. And when they walked in darkness, the foundations are all out of course. Even though they are royalty. Because they do not know who they are because they do not understand what stuff they are made of they continue to walk in darkness five years the same story ten years the same story two years the same story 2021 the same story 2022 god forbid they 
they continue to walk in darkness. And because they walk in darkness, their foundations are out of course. Look at your neighbor and tell them, do you have an understanding? Look at them and nudge them for me very well. Like the way Tumbi is doing it, push them very well. And tell them, do you know who you are? Don't be afraid, there's no corona in their hands. Look at them again. With every sense of seriousness and responsibility. Push their shoulder. And ask, do you know who you are? They know not. That is the problem. It didn't say the reason they are walking in darkness is because Satan is powerful. No. They know not. Because they do not know, they walk in darkness. You don't walk in darkness because Satan is strong. You walk in darkness when you do not know. Ask your neighbor again. Do you know who you are? Because they don't know they are victims. Brother Paul comes to us in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7 to 13. From verse 7 to 11 and also verse 13 to 14. He said, but we have this treasure in ethan vessels. Speaking of the believer. He said, let me tell you who you are. He said, can I tell you who you are? He said, you are a container of treasure. That the excellency of the power of God may be of, may be of God, not of us. We are troubled on every side. Yet, we can never be distressed. We are pandemic everywhere. But we refuse to be pandemic. He said, we are but in despair. We are not in despair. We are persecuted, not forsaken. Cast down, not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life also of Jesus may be made manifest in your body. For which we live are already delivered unto death for Jesus' sake. That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. We have it. That's where I'm going to. Having the same spirit of faith. According to his written, I believed. Not believe. Past tense. I believed. And because I believed, I lifted my mouth. As a priest, I began to speak. My business come back to life. My career resurrect again. My children return back to increase. My family let there be peace. I began to speak. I began to speak. We also believe, therefore, we say, knowing that he which raised up Jesus shall raise us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. If you believe, you don't keep quiet. You speak. The challenge most of you, you keep quiet where you should not keep quiet and you speak where you should not be speaking. So you're mixing it. So you're vice versa. So you're getting confusion. Where you want to speak, you don't speak. You're saying God will do it. That's not which God will do. He has already done it. He had blessed us. With all spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I believed, I speak. Business come back to life. 
body you are healed in the name of Jesus my marriage be restored my family be restored my children be restored I recover all I declare I am cast down I refuse to stay down pandemic or no pandemic I refuse to stay down I refuse to stay down child of God you carry treasure even though you are cast down refuse to stay down tell yourself I carry something you don't keep quiet what makes you speak is because you believe I believe there is restoration for me therefore I call restoration I don't keep quiet i call restoration restoration will not just happen if i don't call it i call restoration i assume my position as a priest and i begin to call for whatsoever you pray when you believe you shall have so i pray and i call it give jesus praise this morning Child of God, royalty is not a title given to you as a believer. Royalty is who you are as a believer. And I prophesy this year, something incredible will happen for you. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I declare the miraculous will happen for you. I say the miraculous will happen for you. The miraculous will happen for you. I prophesy this morning, as your amen comes like thunder, the miraculous will happen for you in the name of Jesus. Testimonies will happen for you in the name of Jesus. You don't serve a dead God. You serve a living God. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. He's the same forevermore. He is on your side. And if God be for us, who can be against us? When God is on your side, increase is on your side. When God is on your side, favor is on your side. When God is on your side, recovery, restoration is on your side. When God is on your side, all things that pertains to life and godliness is on your side. Your steps are ordered by the Lord. For the steps of a good man, they are ordered by the Lord. So shall my word be that goes for that of my life. It will not return back void. What is the word that will not return back? Recover all. That is the word that will not return back. Recover all. In that business, I prophesy, recover all. Your career, recover all. Your marital destiny, recover all. Your children, recover all. Your finances, recover all. Your life, recover all. Your business, recover all. Your health, recover all. I declare, recover all. Give me three, amen two three give jesus praise give him praise jump on your feet and give him praise jump your jump shout your shout give him praise we have this treasure look for five people Tell them I carry something. Three. Four. The fifth one. Give him praise this morning. 
have this treasure. We have this treasure. Even though we don't look like it, we carry something. Hey. Even though we don't look like it, we might not have the right hairstyle, we might not have the right shoes, we might not have the right clothes, but listen, child of God, what you carry has nothing to do with your clothing. What you carry is based on what Jesus has done on your behalf. Shout it, I carry something. Give Jesus praise this morning. Give him praise. Give him praise. stop here this morning so that we can pray thank you so much for listening we believe you were blessed by the word for more please visit our website www.alivewithjoseph.com as well as subscribe to our youtube channel alive with joseph ngokocha till next time god bless